The Packers seem to be dreading their trip to London while the Giants are embracing it. We talked to Madeline Burke, who's around the team every day as a reporter with the New York Giants, and she gives us insight from, are they going to have lay flat beds? Matt LaFleur would like to have a couple more on the Packers plane. They are already en route, probably already landed as you're listening to this, in London to the return of Saquon Barkley, the injuries with Daniel Jones, and Wink Martindale is a madman. A summer Friday that we've turned into a fall Friday starts now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Okay, Madeline Burke on the show today. My old colleague at Sports Illustrated. Two days in a row. Two of my former colleagues at Sports Illustrated are on the show for a fall Friday. Not a summer Friday, but a fall Friday. We're not doing a live show. So we're going to have Madeline on. She's with the team every day, has a good relationship with a lot of those people over there. So uh, we're going to talk to her before we get there. A little bit of insight I want to provide, courtesy of Dave Mason over at Bet Online, for those of you who like to have a little bit of money on the situation. The Packers opened seven and a half point favorites last Sunday, moved to eight on Monday, then all the way up to nine and a half. Um, we did take some sharp action on the Giants at plus eight and a half and plus nine and a half. So the Packers are currently given eight. Yeah, D- Daniel Jones has that sprained ankle. It looks like he's going to give it a go, but his mobility might be um, limited. Of course, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, he's tearing it up, leading the NFL in rushing with 463 yards, also has two scores, and he might have some success against the Packers. D, they're 22nd in the league in Russia against the rush, uh, giving up about 126.8 yards per game. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Giants, with or without Daniel Jones, are going to try to keep it on the ground where the Packers are with uh, Aaron Rodgers are going to try to light it up. Hence the eight-point spread, then that could go higher if Jones does not play. All right, there you have it. Sharp money on the Giants. Um, the line has quietly moved a lot. It is a, kind of a weird deal. The London thing is weird. So if you're trying to wager on this, I, I'm, I think the eight is sort of the right number. I didn't think 10 plus was the right number, but now we found out Aziz Ojolari is not going to make the trip. We found out that Kadarius Tony is not going to make the trip, um, that, that they're one of their starting nickels is not going to make the trip. So it's a really, really banged up Giants team. And, and that doesn't even include guys who might not end up being able to go, who were not just flat out ruled out, who may be game time decisions and, and can't go at the time. So I, this, this has the makings of a game that the Packers should win by two touchdowns. Will they? Will they? Let's talk to Madeline and see if she has any insight. Before we do, let's talk about some new friends at Simply Safe. Simply Safe is a great way to protect your house like it's the quarterback. Offensive line questions. If you have offensive line questions, how is your quarterback going to be able to succeed? Of course, 
You want to be able to protect him. You want to protect Aaron Rodgers. Give him the best opportunity to go score some points. Well, Simply Safe can do it for you with 24-7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe's agent will call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection. Like Jair Alexander against a receiver. He's just always gonna be there. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we decided we're gonna continue our summer Friday series into fall. Let's call it a fall series. From the New York Giants sideline, you can catch her on the postgame show as well. She's on MSG um, uh, everywhere for the New York football Giants. Uh, she is a football giant in her own right. Madeline Burke joins me. And uh, Madeline, I think what, what everyone wants to know is, are the Giants taking and playing with all lay flats? Because Matt LaFleur is very upset that they are not. <laughs> uh Unclear. Uh, I'm going to go with no, because first of all, they've got about 200 people traveling. And I think if they had 200 lay flat seats, that would be, that would be, be a big plane. A bigger plane. You're going to need a bigger plane. Yeah. 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 So this, this whole situation, I'm, I'm curious to know because the players that we've heard from are not super thrilled about what's going on. Matt LaFleur is surly all week. They are not very happy about going to London and then not having a bye week, they're just sort of not stoked about it. What is the vibe that you're getting from the Giants? Are they excited to be going and doing this? I feel like it's a very different energy around the New York Giants. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's like three hours closer of a flight. So it's like the equivalent of flying from New York to L.A. It's something that they've, you know, done. Um but other than that, you know, it's a unique experience. This organization has done it twice before. So the franchise is familiar with the process. I know that it's the Packers' first time doing it. They're the, actually the last franchise to make the trip to London. Um, clearly, now we understand why they just do not want to do it. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of the guys are excited. You know, some of these younger guys, especially, you're talking about like Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau is saying he's never been to London. And yes, this is a business trip. They're doing their best to focus and say, like, let's focus on this as any other game week but it is going to be a pretty unique and exhausting experience for everyone I mean I know both teams are taking the red eye Thursday night landing Friday morning just getting right to work that's hard to do right getting off an airplane I don't care if you've slept the entire flight it is hard to just get up it's not good sleep it's not like deep REM sleep that you're getting on an airplane you're getting like weird nap sleep and then all of a sudden you're starting your whole day Um, but that being said, it is such a unique experience and we saw what a great game that was played in London last week. Let's hope this one can live up to the expectations. Yeah. Last week, one of the better London games, honestly, we've ever had. And what's interesting is a lot of them end up being really close. Well, and we've had some thrilling games over the last couple of years, even against, you know, like weird teams that aren't very good. They end up being fun games. So I think if you're a Packers fan, you're going, please, let's not let this be that. Because they, well, this, is, this is the first they, time two teams have winning records that are playing in London. As right. Well. So, and not just winning records, like three and one and four and oh, like those are that, nope. that's big time. Both three and one. Oh, that's I don't know why I, I my brain is not. Right. Well, you can give us that Cowboys game. Nobody watched Monday Night Football. It's fine. <laughs> three and one. That's right. That's right. Three and one against three and one. Um, three, yeah. The three and oh is the last three. Um, 
I, I hmm, how do I want to ask you this question? The Giants, they're three and one, but how how good are they really? How three and one are they? Um, <laughs> well, listen, it's like how uh, pregnant are you? Like exactly, exactly. It's like how pregnant are you? You're either winning or you're not. Um, that being said. You know, I think even the, you know, this coaching staff is going to say this isn't the best team in football. This isn't the best three and one team in football, but you can only play the schedule you've got. And the way that this Giants team has found a way week in and week out to put it together, to get a win, to take this roster and play to their strengths. They're playing football from like the mid 80s with three tight ends and running Mm -hmm. the ball and three yards in a cloud of dust type of situation. Um and they're doing so because this is the personnel that they have. And this is the position to put that personnel in the best position to succeed. And the thing that really stands out to me is week four, you know, Daniel Jones goes down with an ankle injury shortly thereafter. Tyrod Taylor gets hit in the head. He goes out in concussion protocol without skipping a beat. Saquon Barkley's under there. They're on the sideline, drawing it up on the grease board. And Saquon's like, it was like when you're a little kid and you're playing with your friends and you're like, okay, I'm the quarterback. You run this route. You run that route. And it was a lot of fun. But the fact that they are prepared and together enough, and this starts in OTAs, this starts in the spring where like, Mm -hmm. this is what we do if that. And having all these contingency plans where, I mean, you know, there are so many things that can happen and that can go awry in a football game. And being able to keep your focus and to say, okay, how do we adjust with this scenario and without skipping a beat um, and coming away with a win in that circumstance where Saquon Barkley literally took, you know, several snaps from the uh, under center. uh, I think that is a testament to this team. Now, the schedule does get harder in the second half of the season for this team. So that'll be a true test to like the talent level. But it is really nice to see a team that it is very clearly in a rebuilding year having some really success. I think that's good for morale overall. You talk about the preparedness of this team that that sounds like it is a direct uh, response to coaching. And Brian Dayball was brought in this is this new administration. um, And the the idea is what was working or what was going on before was not working. And that's unfortunately been true in in New York for a while with with those coaches. So what to you is different about Brian Dable without having to, you know, slander any old coaches, what is new and different about what they're doing now? I think, you know, just speaking about Brian Dable, one of the things that stood out to me the most, I mean, this man comes in with 20 plus years coaching experience in the National Football League in various capacities. Um, He's got this self-assuredness, this certainty of himself and comes in very authentic. He is who he is. Brian Dable is Brian Dable. Call me Dabes is what he says. So Dabes is Dabes. Dabes. And there are players on this roster now that have worked with him or played for him in other stops along their career. And the one thing that is a constant that they say is, you know, he is exactly the same guy now as a head coach than that he was as a coordinator, that he was as a, you know, a, a different level of coaching. And I think oftentimes we see, you know, this happens a lot across the league, across all sport. When when somebody comes in as a first-time head coach, they kind of assume the role of, okay, this is what a head coach does. This is how a head coach speaks. This is how a head coach contorts themselves, comports sure. themselves. But Dable is like, this is who I am. And I'm going to bring that to this organization. And, and I think that that, you know, that natural organic respect. And he also takes the time to understand 
each of these players. I mean, it's something we hear said quite frequently, like I want to know my players and put them in the position to succeed, but he actually does. He looks at the skill sets that are on this roster and says, okay, this is what I see in this person and how I can elevate this guy to play at his best. Julian Love, who's been on this roster um, for four years now, is a captain this year because of the way that they're bringing out, you know, some of the best in him and what he is able to do on the defensive side of the ball. Elements like that. And I think just kind of understanding and having a trust in your players. I mean, the way that we saw in week one when he goes for two and there's no hesitation there. Um, having a trust in your players to execute goes a long way. And I think when players feel that they are trusted by their head coach, they are going to run through a wall for this guy. And it seems like that's what they're doing. It seems like culturally, it, you know, just anecdotally hearing from fans and, and people around the team. That's why you're here that, that there's just the, the vibes are, are immaculate and, and they did not, they have not always been. Um, I guess we've got Dave's versus Dobbs in this game. So that's a, just another that's another another layer in all of this. Um, you mentioned three three yards and a cloud of dust. It's like the problem for the Packers is it might be thirty yards and a cloud of dust because that's the kind of running back Saquon Barkley is. He looks like he's the guy that when he was a rookie, everyone went, "Oh my god, like what? Yeah. Who? How does he do? Like he he is a marvel." Right. Um, I, I, for the Packers, their goal is going to be to stop Saquon. If you're the Giants, how do you think they're going to say, "All right, we understand that this is the deal. We're just going to we're just going to do what we do"? Or are there ways that you think they can, you know, get get Saquon going a little bit? Well, I think the way that this offense has run so smoothly for the last several weeks is, I mean, they know every team knows the Giants are going to run the ball, right? That's just not a secret. They've got maybe four healthy receivers right now, and I bet you can't name three of them. Like it's just there, it's not a pass-heavy offense. Saquon Barkley ran the ball 31 times last week. Mm. I mean, they are feeding this man. And he knew, he knew coming into this season, he was like, I can't wait to show y'all. I am back to the player. I don't want to answer any more questions about how I'm feeling or how my knee is or how my ankle is. I want to show you guys that I can do this again. And he is absolutely living up to the promise that he made that he said, you know what? I want to show this organization and these fans that I'm the player they drafted in 2018. And he is absolutely doing that. That being said, um, you know, they are going to run the ball a lot. And the fact that they've got Saquon and a mobile quarterback in Daniel Jones. Now, Daniel had an ankle injury uh, in week four that took him out of the game. He was able to come back in after the Saquon at quarterback experiment to finish off the fourth quarter. He has been out there on the practice field in a limited capacity, but moving around pretty well. He's making the trip, obviously, to London. And so it seems like he's trending towards playing. But the type of quarterback that Daniel Jones is, the mobile quarterback, the fact that you've got Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones to account for in the run game, not just an excellent running back, it's very different than the way that the Packers, for example, Aaron Rodgers is a pocket quarterback, but then you've got A.J. Dillon and um, Aaron Jones. Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones in the running game. And so, you know, those guys are running and he's passing. You don't know who's doing what with the Giants. Um, and I think that that is going to be the challenge for the Packers defense um, in, in that regard. Yeah, we do. We also have a battle of thick boys in this game because A.J. Dillon and Saquon Barkley, they they are they're like this is a this is a quad matchup. And, and A.J. Dillon, we call him the quadzilla like yeah, Saquon, I mean, is, Saquon, Saquon is not a, a claim. 
say quad Barkley. Exactly. It, yeah. So exactly. Um, I, it's it's um, going to be fun to see how the Packers decide that they want to handle this. If they 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 do not want to be a load the box team, they want to be a too yeah. high safety team, and so this is the week to do it. This is the week to say we dare you to throw the ball over the top. And if the Giants can do it, you know, that I think that changes everything about how the Packers are going to try and play defense. Let me flip flip it over here as we as we sort of wind this down. Um, Wink Martindale is a madman. He <laughs> will blitz you and then blitz you and then blitz you again. He's going to play a bunch of man coverage and he doesn't yeah. care who the quarterback is. He's just no. like, this is what we're doing. Right. And so Aaron Rodgers, over the course of his career, he wants you to blitz. He wants you to play single high safety. But it seems like. This is just what the Giants are going to do. That this is just who he is, and and I I think I, in a lot of ways I respect it, and I bet you there are Packer fans who are going to watch on Sunday, going, I kind of wish that's what our defensive coordinator did. I mean, Wink has said from the start he doesn't want his defense to react to what the offense is doing. He Which wants is exactly the what the Packers do to react right. to what the defense is doing, and he's blitzing at like a forty percent clip right now. <laughs> he was getting he was getting flack in the preseason for the volume. Of That's how much <laughs> I remember him calling these for. blitzes in the preseason. Sending them in the preseason, it's like, sir. <laughs> but this is who he is, and you know what? Got to embrace who you are. Got to be true to yourself. For sure. This goes across the board, not just for Wink Martindale, but earlier today, you know, Wink was talking about Aaron Rodgers and just effusively praising this man. And it's like, you know what? He honestly says he's a pain in the butt, and especially with the hard count. And it's focusing. That is a point of emphasis. He's getting this young defensive line ready for that. He's like, do not jump off when he's trying to, to pull off the on the hard count. But the other thing, too, is. You know, he was asked about, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is looking a little bit different this year than he has in recent years. Brush that off immediately. It's like, you know, it's like having a cobra and saying, oh, it's not going to bite you. This is Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter what he's looked like the last week, the last month, the last year. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks this game has ever seen. And you have to respect that and prepare for that. And so he uh, knows what a challenge this quarterback is going to be for this defense, but absolutely going to be sending him. <laughs> Uh, that that chess match is going to be really fun to watch. I think this is this is going to be a, a great game. I said yesterday I had Patricia Trena on the show um, from Sports Illustrated, and I you know I said the thing that that really can be the equalizer in this game is the trip. And yeah. if the Giants are embracing it and the Packers are dreading it, like maybe that is enough to make this game closer than the odds makers think it should be. Than than I think the general public thinks it's going to be. And Saquon can be he can take over a game. I mean that I think that is that he is. As far as running backs this year, one of the only guys who truly makes a difference. He is leading the league in scrimmage yards, leading the league in r- rushing yards. He is just. He's a one man offense. He's matriculating the ball down the field quite, quite easily. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, and then granted, we've only seen four weeks, a lot of ball game left, but so far it's a good uh, experience. I'm just so surprised that the Packers are not more excited about this opportunity. I'm I am a little surprised that they've been as as annoyed about it as they are. Russell Douglas went once and had an expletive laden explanation for why he did not like it so much. Aaron Rodgers is annoyed that that they're going Matt LaFleur again. Matt LaFleur has been Matt LaFleur is the nicest guy. He is so like playful with reporters and he has been churlish all week. I kind of love it. I it's it's been hysterical to me that he's like it's kind of snapping at guys. And I'm just sort of like, man, they are, they are annoyed. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but that's, that's where they are. 
I also kind of love the word churlish. Like I need to incorporate that into well, my life. So you did, you dropped matriculating. So I had to, I had to, I had to match the $5 word for $5 word. Uh, Madeline, this was, this was so great. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you have your coffee ready for Sunday morning. Oh, yes. um, and uh, we will uh, hopefully get a chance to talk to you again. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks to Madeline for joining the show. Great to talk to her. Um, I, I, my brain was apparently just not working for part of that interview. Four and oh, definitely neither one of these teams four and oh. Famously, each of them have losses. So, um, but she was great, and and I appreciate her giving us the time um, on on a different kind of schedule for us. So I appreciate you giving us the time as well. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, who you heard from at the start of the show. Your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player development team matchups, news, and in-depth analysis that you could want. They are your go-to source for sports wagering information. Live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport. NBA is back. Baseball playoffs starting tonight. Let's go. Combat sports, golf. It's all there for you. Bet online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All righty. We've got a game on Sunday. We will be live on the Locked on Packers YouTube page. Um, And that will be before, hopefully, those noon central kicks. Um, And I'll be be on vacation. So it'll be a quick one. And 20 minutes, something like that. Hopefully, it is an impressive win. And we don't have to talk much about it. Yeah, Packers win 31-13. They kicked the crap out of a team that they should probably kick the crap out of if they're a Super Bowl champion. They're a Super Bowl caliber kind of team. You go out and you win this game. You say, forget that we don't want to be here. This is a team standing in their path. Go beat them down. They can't score. They can't stop you. Go prove it. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.